Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Who is the beast and what is 666? As we go through the book of Revelation, we're going to answer this kind of questions. But more importantly, even though the end time of tribulation is hard, Jesus is coming back soon. So that that should be our hope and that should be the anchor that Christ Jesus is going to finish all of it. And he is going to rule the world with his justice and with his righteousness. Uh, and all of us, the saints, the children of God will rule with him as well. Now, let's go to chapter 13 of the book of Revelation to find out who this beast is and what the 666 is, but most importantly, how we should respond. So let's look at today's passage together. It says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him, everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone kills with a sword, with a sword he must be killed. Here is the perseverance and the earth and the faith of the saints. So there are two points I want to draw from this passage. The first one is, who is the beast? So what is the ident- identity of the beast? And what is 666? And then second, how should we respond? How should we respond? So there are two aspects of the response. The first one is, Listen, and the second one is endure. So let's look at one by one. The first one is, who is the beast? Now, if you look at verse 8, it says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Now, who is him here? It's not Christ Jesus, it's not God, it's actually the beast. Now, in this passage, in chapter 13, there are two beasts appear here. The first beast is Antichrist, and the second beast is false prophet. So the Antichrist is a political figure, and then the uh, false prophet is a religious figure. Those two beasts are uh, managing or control over these two major aspects, politics and uh, religions. So they are kind of uh, manipulating people in so many tactics because they were given the power, not from God, but from dragon. Dragon is what? Dragon is Satan. Now the problem is they mimic the power of God, and they even try to mimic Christ Jesus because they proclaim the word with power and they even perform so many miracles and they even draw the fire from heaven. It's just like uh, Elijah uh, put the fire, uh, called fire from heaven as God sent the fire from heaven. So when these people, when, when these uh, beasts were performing great miracles, lots of people on the earth were, were enticed by these powers. So we have to we have to be very careful that these two beasts are very very powerful being of course they are not with the horns and uh, just like in the old comics but they are very attractive to the people that's why a lot of people were drawn to him so that's what's happening here in this con- in the context here so let's look at the uh, verse 9, 8 again all who dwell on the earth so it's not just a part of people or some countries but everyone in the world will worship should bow down before the beast. Now, what kind of these people are? This they are the everyone whose name, whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world. So we can see the uh, uh, transcending the, the the timeline here. It's not just a random or immediate, but it was from the beginning. Okay, because it shows that from the beginning, God already knew who's going to be saved, who's not. So in the book of life. 
of the Lamb who has been slain. So who is the Lamb? You know, lamb is Christ Jesus. So it is the book of life. It is the book of Christ Jesus. So those whose names are not written in the book of Jesus Christ, in the book of life, will bow down to the beast. So that is what is saying here. Now, the secondly, we see it on the, on the later part of this chapter, we see that uh, uh, the beast, the second beast, which is uh, the, uh, the false prophet, is giving the marks of the beast to the people. Now, mark of the beast. Now, this is different from the seal that the, uh, the believers, the saints, have in their forehead. Now, seal the mark the mark is more of the uh, belonging it's like a slavery to uh, the beast so the uh, mark of the beast is really showing that these people are slave to the beast now what is that mark of the beast it says very famous six 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 now what does that really uh, mean now, there are a lot of speculations and there are a lot of uh, theories about it and some people say it is just a person like uh, Nero in the Roman Empire or they, some says it's a barcode, barcode and a computer so if you um, put the value of each letter of like A as 6 and B as a 12 and all of that if you combine all these things like a computer for example it comes out to be the 666 so the computer is a uh, the bark of the beast now regardless of all those different theories and all of that we know that the 666 is the controlling number it is the number of the beast it's the number of human now what does number 6 mean the 6 means imperfection so 666, it's the combination of imperfection. It's a, it's a number of human. Human are, human are imperfect. So the mark of the beast is the number of imperfection. Now number seven is perfection. So the number for God is 777. So there's a big difference between 777 and 666. So even though the number, the mark of the beast, is a number of imperfection, yet still people bow down to that. So that is what is going on in this passage during the, during the, uh, the tribulation. There will be a lot of difficulties because for those who do not receive this mark of the beast, for those who don't have 666 on their foreheads or uh, in their bodies or whatever that could be, they cannot uh, buy anything. They cannot sell anything. So in other words, they will be completely isolated from the financial transaction. So in other words, they cannot live. So be, this, that would be a great tribulation, very difficult time for many those who do not bow down to the beast. In other words, those who are Christians. So we will have to uh, understand and we have to re be, really uh, be aware of this. Some people say this tribulation will be after the church is being raptured. So that all Christians will not undergo through all these troubles. But in this very passage in the, today's chapter, it says the dragon and the beast will fight against 
saints. So in other words, some saints or some Christians will be there during the tribulation and they will, they will have this battle against uh, the beast. So they will go through, they will undergo the, uh, the, this difficult uh, financial crisis and difficulties as well. So let's look at uh, the, uh, to this passage again because the first one was this, who is the beast? We, got, we had just learned that the beast is uh, the political and religious leader, the Antichrist and the false prophet. And then 666 is the mark of the beast. But the question is, how should we respond to that? Now, if you are, if we as, as Christians, as believers, as saints, if we go through this tribulation, how should we respond to that? So the first one is this. Let's look at verse 9. It says, if anyone has, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. Now, we see this phrase a lot in the beginning of the book of Revelation, chapter uh, chapter 1 through 3. We see that Jesus is speaking to seven churches, and he kept saying, for those who have an ear, let him hear. So what does that really mean? The First of all, how should we respond? First of all, we need to listen. We need to listen to what the Holy Spirit says. You know, Psalm 115 verses 4 through 8, it clearly shows how the idols look like. Idols have ears, but they cannot hear. And idols have mouth and they have eyes, but they cannot see. They cannot really speak anything because they are just objects that are weighed by human hands. But the problem is, in verse 8 of that chapter of Psalm 115, the people who worship the idols will be just like the idols, meaning that they have ears, but they cannot hear. But here it says, those who have ears that them hear. In other words, these people are not idol worshippers. They are the followers of Christ. They are born again. They are the people of God. So they have ears that they can hear. So here is the calling. Here is the command that we need to listen. We need to open our eyes, open our ears to see and hear what the Holy Spirit says. So first of all, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know. But the problem is we uh, we are so bombarded by uh, distractions like a cell phone, smartphone, social media, and so many things that distract us from uh, listening to the Word of God. So we have to cut them. We have to be uh, very careful about how much distractions that we have every day. We have to go to the Word of God and we have to pay attention to Him and we need to listen to what He says. And then secondly, Look at verse 10. It says, If anyone is destined for captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone kills with a sword, with a sword he must be killed. In other words, you know, when the people, the saints are going through these difficulties, maybe it is already destined for them. So if it is a captivity, uh, there will be cap uh, there will be in captivities, and also if there's a killing, then they will be killed. But the, it doesn't say the God is going to show up and the God is going to deliver them from this captivity or the murdering murder. He's, it says it's almost like God is letting them to suffer. I mean, you might ask a question, how? Why would God do that? I mean, God is powerful and God is loving. Yes, He is powerful and is loving, and He is powerful enough to save or deliver us from these troubles and harms and dangers. However, God let them, um, let let them suffer that way. Why? Because it says here is the perseverance, perseverance and the faith of the saints. In other words, endure, endure. The difficulties endure the hardships. It doesn't say escape the hardship because um, the, your endurance or perseverance is really the proof of your 
faith. Remember in Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, 13, endure until the end and you will be saved. The endurance is the proof of your salvation. If you're truly saved, if you're truly born again, then you will endure until the end. So endurance is emphasized so many times in the Bible. It, the word endure appears 96 times. So it's a very serious calling for us. We need to endure. The first one is we need to listen. And then second, we need to endure until the end. Of course, the trial and the tribulation and difficulties um, are not easy. But if we depend on the Lord, God is going to God is going to give us the way to escape the temptation, as we see in the First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. So God is the way because God Himself also endured. How did Jesus endure the cross? That when Jesus was on the cross, God did not show up and God did not come to deliver him or to save him from the cross, but God let him suffer on the cross. Why? Because cross is the only way to uh, forgive us, to take our sins on him and to forgive us, to cleanse us. So we have to uh, follow him. Now, it's not alone. It's not just us alone uh, going through all this suffering because Jesus will never forsake you. He will never leave you. So he will be with you. He knows how much suffering uh, that you are going to go through because he himself went through the suffering. So we have to depend on him so that we can go through these difficulties uh, through endurance and through uh, perseverance. And that is our faith. So how should we live? First of all, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to, spirit we need to be spiritually sensitive. Again, the tribulation is coming but Jesus is coming. But that time of tribulation will be difficult, so we must be waking up, we must be aware of that. Now, just because when you see in the, in the world that you still go to the same restaurant, you still watch the same movie, and then you still have a kind of comfortable, luxurious life for now, doesn't mean that you, that life would be forever. You know, just like, um, now patients are waiting for the surgery, uh, and you know, the the patients know that surgery would be painful, but the preparation is very very important. So he or she will not live like a normal life, right? She or she would be um, eating well and preparing well for the upcoming surgery. Likewise, if you know that this word of God is true, and then this tribulation is really coming coming, that we must be waking up and must be ready. For that because it is coming the antichrist are real and then they are so attractive so powerful and then they are um, enticing people and they look so beautiful i mean some people would think them as christ because they mimic christ so well and then they almost like a pretend act like christ so that people lots of people in the world would be drawn to this beast even non-believers or uh, even the atheists would be drawn to that because it's that powerful attractive so not to be uh, distracted or attracted to this beast you must be awakened up so be careful be awakened so always emerge yourself to the word of god every day and pray in the spirit so that you will be spiritually awakened you will be spiritually sensitive and also always be enduring endurance is the key 
Now, some people say, I accepted Jesus, and uh, but now I'm leaving my faith, I'm leaving the church, because it doesn't really make, make sense. I would say, probably, uh, you did not even have a faith to begin with. Because if you truly have a saving knowledge of Christ Jesus, if you truly have a faith, then you will endure till the end. But it's not really by your power, but it is by God's power. It is by Jesus' power because He will not let you go. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. With His strong arm, He will hold you, just as in John chapter 10, verse 28. And then nothing can separate you from His love, as in Romans chapter 8, verse 39. So we have to depend on the security in Christ Jesus. But the security doesn't mean that it's an easy, uh, safe life. It can be very dangerous. It can be very painful sometimes. And the tribulation would be, would be very tough. Imagine that if you have no money, even if you have money, you cannot really buy, you cannot sell uh, to uh, support your family, to feed your family. It will be very, very challenging. Yet, we need to depend on the Lord, fix our eyes on Him, because fix your eyes on Him, because He is the uh, author and perfecter of your faith, as in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, so that our foundation must be Christ Jesus, that He knows the suffering, but also He will enable us to endure the suffering, because He is the beginning and he is the end he who began the good work in you will finish it so that we will be able to endure this hardship so always be steadfast and remain in the lord and he is going to carry you all the way through so these are the two ways that we can respond to this tribulation to all this um, the beast and 666 it is through listening and enduring so brothers and sisters let's listen to the holy spirit and let's endure to the end. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your message for us and for waking us. This uh, wake-up call for all of us, Lord. Father, we know that this uh, difficult time is not a fake uh, fairy tale. It's not a fake story, but it is real. So, Father, please help us to be ready for that through listening and enduring so that we can truly follow you and even, uh, even at the time of the difficulties, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.